Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and I have the amazing Krista McClellan here with me. And she is the owner of M Bookkeeping, and she is a published author, QuickBooks, online geek, who built her bookkeeping business as a single mom after her husband lost his battle with cancer. So welcome, Krista. I'm really excited to have you here. We're going to be talking about something that's very important to us business owners. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here and be able to share some information and just spread the word that we can do it as business owners. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into the actual topic, I would love for you to share with us your story and how you got into bookkeeping and how you figured all of this enlightening stuff out that you're going to be sharing with us. So it actually, I started, it was an accident. I was pregnant with my first child and I didn't want to leave her. I wanted to stay home. So I started a home daycare business to stay home. And it gave her great socialization and it was good money. However, it turned out I was actually really good at doing the books for it. And my tax professional asked me if I could help his other daycare moms do their books. And my husband became a firefighter. And of course, firefighters always have part-time jobs or side hustles going on. And so I helped them. And then it just got so busy, I had to shut down the daycare. It was a total accident that I should have known I'd go this way because everyone in my family is either a bookkeeper or an accountant. It just seems to be what we do. So I just shouldn't have fought it. And yeah, I'm good at it. I love it. I love empowering business owners to understand their numbers. I loved that I could could be a full-time mom and make money because I could work around my kids. And it was a blessing when Scott got sick because have computer will travel and We worked in doctor's offices and treatment centers, and I worked when my kids were at dance or soccer, and I was able to really be flexible because of what I built. What a blessing that is, and that's really what the show is all about. It's about having that determination as a mom, which obviously you had, and making it work, like whatever you need to do to build your business, whatever you need to do to be there for your kids, that's what we want to do. So I love that, and I love that you are a determined mom as well. I think... The, the proverbial crap hit the fan after Scott passed away, and uh, I realized how bad off we were. Firefighters, you don't get life insurance. And in our tiny town, there's no disability, and firefighters don't pay into Social Security, so you don't get that either. But here we were without his income, and I was on my own, and I had to figure it out. And I remember some really dark days of, do I get oil or do I buy food? And then there was a, my kids were always, they were young. They were six and nine when he got sick. And so they were really part of figuring out our finances because I was honest with them. And I said, it's not that I don't want to give you what your friends have, but here's the reality of our life. And we decided together to fight for our home and not give it up and move back in with my mom. We decided together to give up Christmas presents and cable and work on our finances together to the point that one Christmas I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I get new tires, but I need to get oil so the pipes don't freeze. 
and my children, they were nine and 12. My oldest slid the Christmas gift cards that she got. She slid them across the table to me and she said, mommy, we want new tires for Christmas. Oh my goodness, that really touches your heart. And it's like, also, you've raised them in a way that they want to give back to the family. They realize what contributing to a family means too. That's huge. I think it was a really pivotal moment for me because the guilt and the shame I felt over being put in that position yep. was no, I was proud of her. I was proud of my children for wanting to do that. But at the same time, I was in this position of felt like Scarlett O'Hara, right? I will never be poor again. And at that point, I just started devouring any and all information I could about understanding cash flow and making a profit and dealing with debt and all these things that my children then we gamified it as a family on how to put us in a better position. And I shared that information with my clients so that they could put themselves in a better position. And it really was us working together and not being afraid to say, you know what, that's not the best use of our funds right now. And looking at our priorities and really understanding that we have a lot of say in what our cash flow looks like. That's awesome. And I'm sure that was a valuable lesson for your kids at that point too. And what does that look like for them now as they're a little bit older? So now it's been 11 years since Scott passed away. They are now 20 and 23. The oldest did her bachelor's degree in three years and her master's in one. She has her master's in accounting. She is now studying for her CPA. My youngest went to college on a full scholarship as well. They both got full academic scholarships. They were both very motivated students. But my youngest realized that college isn't for her. There isn't a degree that is going to serve her. She is more interested in some of the blue collar skills and she's doing very well at it. And they moved out together two months ago into their own apartment. They both, they support themselves. They pay for their own cars. They pay for their own insurance. They do not, they don't put their hand out and ask me for money. These are very independent young women who are doing very well on their own. That's awesome. They're thinking about buying a house together as an investment. Yeah, a duplex to look at. They could live in one half and they could rent out the other. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's so smart. And I love that gives me goosebumps because I have three girls and we have that vision of like them always sticking together and being together and having each other's back. So to hear that they do. Yeah, really. It is. It's I'm very proud of the relationship they have with each other and with me. It was like three of us against the world for a long time. And we still are very close in that adversity and refusing to give up. We refused to give up. We were not going to be victims. We were not, we refused to lay down and just let the world beat us. And there's been a lot of joy. And when you have no money, you do a lot of things to be creative, to entertain children. They and their friends will come around and laugh over memories about the things that we did to entertain ourselves for no money. And it's beautiful memories of just being fierce and not not wanting to be a victim because we aren't. That's great. And that's that alone, that one experience is giving them 
tools for the rest of their life that are going to allow them to, no matter what happens to them, bounce right back. I love it. Yeah. And I think teaching children at a young age how to understand cash flow is huge. But I find that the first thing I have to do is teach the adults. Because a lot of adults don't understand whether it's they're in business and they're really good at making a sale and making money, but then they don't know where it goes. And that's the thing that I love to do is I'm not a gatekeeper of information. I love to share it. And I recently got fired by a client because I trained the client so well that they don't need me anymore. Oh, so that's great. I knew it was coming because I saw as they were learning, I saw them need me less and less. And, and for me, it's more like a graduation. And when they said, I don't, we, I think we can do this on our own from here. And he said, yes, you can. Yeah. That's you're awesome. That also brings a little tear to your eye. It's like your client baby is moving on. Yeah. It's exciting. And a lot of people are like, why would you train yourself out of a job? It's not training myself out of a job. They'll come back to me for other questions and information. And they'll know that I'm here to support them in their profitability and in their success. That I'm not here trying to bill for every phone call and email that I'm here to support them for their success. But right. it's, it's understanding your numbers. I call it getting comfy with the F word. Yeah. And it also opens you up to help someone else that needs mm -hmm. your help. Wherever that client was at the beginning, they've graduated on to, there's also somebody else that's starting over at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the three keys to creating financial stability in your business. And you call it what? I call it getting comfy with the F word, finances. Okay. And money has not been a thing that we easily talk about in this society. It's really facing our debt, facing, there's a lot of shame and blame. I was working with a woman yesterday and showing her how to use QuickBooks, showing her how to do it herself again. So she doesn't have to hire me to do her books. She can hire me to do it herself. And so as she was going through and I could feel her getting upset with herself. And I said, we don't should on ourselves. This is what your past was. You're seeing it now because you're tracking and you can be more intentional. So the big things, the three keys to really getting financial freedom is first and foremost, doing your tracking, right? Understanding that you have to track where your money comes from and where it goes to. Which means you can then take, if you're in business, tax deductions. If you don't track it, you can't deduct it. So you maximize those, dedu those deductions by tracking your expenses and talking with someone who understands what you can and can't deduct. And that's one of the big things is just tracking it to maximize your, those deductions. And by doing that, you also make yourself audit proof. One of the biggest fears most people have is being audited by the IRS. I will tell you, anybody I work with, bring the audit on. We win. Anytime. I had a client, we went back and forth. She bought a yacht. She was a real estate agent and she bought a yacht. I disagreed with writing it off. I said, you are going to get audited. This is a red flag. And she's like, okay. So we took a bet, a little wager. It said, if you win, I'll give you three months of free bookkeeping. If I win, you get to take me out on the yacht with my family. And because she did, she got audited. She won. She is a real estate agent that was showing her client, potential client, the real estate on the water. Wow. 
the IRS not only allowed the deduction, we got to take more deductions because everything was right. Everything was there for the IRS to see. We had our I's dotted, her T's crossed. We had the source documents. We had everything. The IRS could tell she was serious with her books. She was not trying to shove stuff under the rug. Right? So they granted it to her. That's awesome. I was floored, happy for her. But I'm like, that's a red flag. And it was a red flag, but we won the audit. Yeah. So it's okay. Auditing, we can get audit proof, which means it's not that you're not going to get audited, but you're going to fail through and potentially get even more deductions. And once you get audited once and you don't lose, the chances of you being audited again are really small. Yeah, because they know that you're... Like you, you said she was serious, so they know that you're serious if you haven't haven't done anything wrong. So when you can pull those documents, they look for the it's the proof of what you did. It's the receipts. It's all those things that we need to do. That I say you need to to track your income and you need those receipts to prove what you spent. And when it all matches up and the IRS sees that you're doing what you're supposed to do legally, when you're in business, you are legally obligated by the IRS to do your bookkeeping. It's mandated. So when they see that you're doing it and doing it right, they don't come back and bother you again. They're looking for the people that are messing around. Yeah, that's awesome. So that leads to cash flow. When you actually track your income and track your expenses, first of all, you can be more strategic with when you pay things. You can be strategic for when you build things which means that you can make the most of your cash flow and keep more cash in your pocket. And what do I mean by that? Cash flow is the lifeblood of business. It's all of the inflows and outflows. And that's all accounting is tracking where did it come from and where did it go to. When you break it down to being that simple, it's okay, why do I need an accountant? You can do a lot of it yourself because it's that simple. And when you see, hey, okay, so I don't have income coming in until this date then you know not to pay a bill that's going to bounce. Then you can stretch out that payment until you have the money that's going to cover it. Or you can get better terms and negotiate with your vendors for better terms so that you can keep more money in your bank account for a longer period of time. And it also means maybe it's at the end of the year and you don't want to invoice because you're saying, okay, here's my profitability right now. This is what I'm going to get taxed on. So maybe I'm not going to send out that invoice to get paid until January 1st. Or maybe, hey, I have all this profit because, again, we've done your numbers. And in order to reduce your taxes, we're going to make a purchase that you're going to make in January, February anyway. Make that purchase now in December. So again, it's still going to be expensive. No matter what, you are going to spend the money. But now we're going to make it work for you and make it so that you have less taxable income in this year and keep more money in your bank account. Oh, I love that. I love playing games with numbers. It's fun. Yeah. And I think it's one of, for me at least, this is historically, I've never thought that far ahead of a purchase. Oh, I'm going to need a new computer soon. I don't think of like it being September or January or whatever. It doesn't occur to me. I just need it when I need it. I think a lot of business owners are like that, but if we can get that strategic hat that you're putting you're talking about and put that on ahead of time or have someone in our pocket like you that's gonna peek out and say nope do that this time that's even better yep I have a lot of clients that 
they used to be weekly, then they went to monthly, quarterly, and now they'll just touch base. And what we do is we'll do a mock close in October-ish. So it's starting now. We're starting to book our mock closes now to see what they look like. A, it makes sure they have all the documents ready. B, it gets to see, okay, where are we at for profitability? And now let's be strategic with where we're at to make decisions about when we're going to buy a necessary item, equipment, new computer, whatever it might be. I had one client, she just gave herself, she, her husband and her children are on payroll. She gave them all bonuses because now, yes, you're paying payroll taxes, but it's going to your family. And now it's a business deduction as opposed to just an owner's draw that you're going to pay taxes on. I love that. I love, and I think we had talked about this a little bit on the pre-call is about making your family members on the payroll. And this is, I don't, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I love that you had mentioned that because that's something that it didn't even occur to me to do that. So can you oh, put yeah. space on that? So I put my kids on my payroll. First of all, if you're a single member LLC, you cannot put yourself on payroll. The IRS doesn't like it. I mean, you can, but then your accountant has to do a reversing and treat it to your taxes. So why pay them to do that? It's your money. You get to take it. However, I put my children on a payroll at a young age. And I did that for two reasons. First of all, because I needed to take money out of the account, out of my business account to pay my bills, right? It's my money and I'm earning it to pay my bills. Some of my bills included their, their clothing. My youngest did dance. My oldest was more into sports. So what I did is I put my children on payroll. Yes, they did work in the business. At first, my youngest was really, it was more social media pictures than anything else. But you get to pay them for being that. My oldest quickly found out she loves accounting and started helping me. 12 years old, she started helping me in bookkeeping. My youngest was good at social media. She helped me with my website and things. So I paid them for that. They then, we started with weekly because they were younger. They then paid for their wants and their needs. I gave them a paycheck based on what I would have paid for them for their dance and their soccer and their clothes and all these things. And they then paid for those things themselves. So instead of being an owner's draw, which is not a tax deduction, it was now a business expense because I paid them payroll. It went into their business, their personal banking accounts, which have my name on it too, because they were too young to have their own. And they paid their bill and they learned how to handle their money. And we moved it from weekly to every other week to once a month so that they learned how to stretch their money better. And they started, they started 401ks, wow. in which I then contributed to their 401ks, which was now a business deduction, but it's paying to my children's future. Yeah. And is there a minimum age that, that you can do that? Can you, like, what about work permits and like things like that? Like, You'd work permits when they're your children. Interesting. Okay. Do, however, in some states, I had to have my children on workers' comp. Okay. What are they going to get a paper cut? Yeah. Were they going to sue me? Yeah. I strain from looking at the computer or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I did have to have them on workers' comp, which I thought was crazy. I'm the one paying their health insurance and their doctor's bills. But that's New Hampshire. Other states have other laws. I could have, and I know there are uh, some of my clients, one of them's a photographer. She has her six-month-old because she uses her baby all the time. Yeah. She has her six-month-old on payroll. 
that's great. I love it. I have an eight-month-old, so I don't know that I would use him for anything in my business, but I have to think about that. Social media posts? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Something. And when I, I didn't pay them more, so there's each year there's a threshold, right? And this year it's 12600 I believe. And I'm, again, I'm not a tax expert, so I don't always keep my tabs on those things. But I believe it's 12600 this year. So I never paid them more than that because up to that point, they don't, they get all their taxes back. So I just didn't pay them more than that. It sounds like a win-win, like for the business, for you, for your kids. Their cell phone, because they're on the business now when they got cell phones and I put them on my business plan and they do work in the business. I was able to really make the most of being a business owner. There's all sorts of things you can do. There's half music written for business owners. And when we realize that, and the government rewards us for being in business. That's where the magic is. Yeah. Awesome. It it gets super exciting. That's great. I love it. And did we go over the third key? Yes. So the three keys were doing your tracking, right? So that you can maximize your deductions. That was number one. Number two is becoming audit proof. You want to make sure that you are, and I love making sure that people are audit proof. So that it doesn't mean you're not going to get audited, especially with the what was it 11,000 or 11? I don't even know how many. There's a lot of new IRS agents auditing small businesses because they know that we don't do our books well. So we want to become audit proof, which means still tracking your stuff, but also making sure your paperwork is in alignment to support what your books say. You have to have a piece of paper to support those expenses. And you have to have, if you look at your balance sheet, you have to have a document that will support each number on that balance sheet. That's what they're going to look for. They're going to look at your credit card and you need to make sure that your credit card expenses, that you have proof of that. You can't just say it's a business expense. Just because you bought it from your home office, which could be your bed, your couch, doesn't mean it's a business expense, right? Right. So you want to make sure it is a legitimate business expense and you do have proofs that you did it. You can't just put it in QuickBooks and say, oh, I, I did this. No, there needs to be a receipt. Yeah. So we want to make sure your documents are aligned so that you are audit proof. And the third thing is growing your cash flow, being strategic with those two other things. You can now be strategic with your cash flow to grow it because when you grow your cash flow and you can keep more money, now we can survive when there's a shutdown, right? A lot of my businesses that worked with me and followed the suggestions I gave them, they had the cash flow set up to survive the three and six months shutdown. Mm -hmm. They were able to go through and, and sail through it without a problem because they had listened to some of the advice I give about having that emergency fund that you bill from having a good cash flow. That's awesome. They have cash flow. Sales, it's not all about sales, right? You can have a million dollars in sales, but if it took you $2 million to make those sales, you now have a negative cash flow. And you could have gone to the beach and done nothing and made more money. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good point. Unfortunately, maybe we should have gone to the beach at that point, but but yes. That's, yeah, huge. And I love those three keys because it sounds really simple the way that you put it. And it it doesn't sound like it could be any simpler for us. But if we do need help with this, are you available to help? I am. I am available in multiple ways. So you can always hire me. You can go to E&M Bookkeeping. E&M is my children's initials and backwards it's me. I am not the most creative person. So this is where it came from. 
But I also have what's called Money Making Mamas. And it is on Facebook and social and Instagram with a private group for women, Empowered Money Making Mamas, where I give a lot of free content to help you do all these things. I also have courses available at kristamcclellan.com where you can sign up for membership and just have access to the courses. Or you can work with me in a group setting where we go through and every month I go live and we talk about one of the parts of the courses and answer questions. I'll do teaching one week and then a couple of weeks later, I'll go and I'll answer questions so that you can implement it. Or you can always set up a one-on-one with me and we can say, okay, where are your pain points? Where are you at? And how can we make the most of this for you for what you need? I have a DIY membership for women that are doing it themselves. And so instead of having to pay me all the time to help them, we have a monthly meeting where, okay, we answer questions. I give examples of next steps of what you need to do. I usually give homework. We do record the session so that you have it to review later. And every month, basically, I'm your accountability accountant is what it comes down to. I make sure that you're staying on track and doing what you need to do so that every month end, you're going to be year-end ready. You won't worry about tax season. I love it. There are so many valuable ways. It sounds like there's literally not a way that anybody cannot work with you if they need help. You've covered every single last like little like objection. I don't have time. Then do this. Then I don't have money. Then do this. I don't have like resources or both or whatever. It sounds like you've covered all of the bases. I think that might be the accounting side of you, but I'm not sure. I think it comes from, it's everything I wish I had when I started out. I learned some very hard, humbling, expensive lessons. And I don't want someone else to be in that position. So whether you need some free content, I try to throw it up on Instagram. I have both E&M Bookkeeping on Instagram as well as Money Making Mamas. I have the private group. It's just for women. Because women, we do things a little differently than right. men business. So I like to really cater it to women. And when I say money-making mama, it doesn't mean you have to have human children. Sometimes you're a money-making mama with fur babies. Sometimes you're just the mama of the business because you're taking care of everybody else. Yep. And you're the mama. And they come to you and they look to you and you're the one nurturing and putting everyone together. So wow. it's any woman. It's being a woman in business whether it's your husband's business that you're running or your own business, or it's a side hustle that you're doing part-time while you're working full-time. It's a very broad range. So I try to give all the information I wish I had. And whether it's little bite-sized chunks on social media or in the courses, which again, I don't want to sell each course individually because with a membership, you can now access all the information and it's all recorded. You just don't really get access to me directly. But if you want access to me in the group setting where I can answer questions and I can teach you and we can really have those discussions, that's why I like the group program because we meet a month and we get to actually have some interaction where here's my teaching in depth, sharing a screen, and then let's do some Q&A. Where did you get stuck? Well, what's hard? What are you stumbling on? And some people really want the one-on-one and that's okay too. Yeah. Those are all extremely valuable and I'm really excited that you've been here to share all of this wisdom with us. Where is the best place for people to reach out to you? I would say on Facebook, one of Money Making Mamas or E&M Bookkeeping, and I will share the links with you so that you can share them with your audience. 
And if you're a female, you can then join the Empowered Money Making Mamas if you want, If uh, which I assume with the Determined Mom Show, we're all women. But yeah, feel free, you know, check me out on social media and see if you connect with me. See if I speak your language. And if you want more, you can always reach out through social media. All right. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Krista, for being here with us and sharing your amazing expertise and knowledge and your experience through all of the things that you've been through. Thank you for having me because I really think that women need to know that we can do it. We can. We've got this. And it's not that you're not good with money. It's that no one showed you how. That's very powerful and very true. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six-marketing-musts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers. 